Yes, how fantastic. Zoom for Sam podcast. Greetings and welcome to the sixth episode of the Zoom for Sam podcast, the show where I share my joy of Samantha Fox by spotlighting a single single every single episode. I am your host, the somewhat cheeky when not completely naughty Zoom Yukonori, and today I am showcasing another one of my favorite songs from Ms. Fox's self-titled sophomore album, the ninth track entitled Dream City. Dream City was a wonderful song. It was about um, people's dreams in Los Angeles. Jane was an actress and now she's a waitress. James at the cafe parking cars. Everybody goes to Hollywood thinking they're gonna be a big, big star. And sometimes it just doesn't happen. 
and they end up being a waitress or parking cars. But they still dream that dream and hopefully they become who they are. I dreamt that dream and I became who I am. That's what Dream City is about. And I love the helicopter sound in that because it just, you just think of Los Angeles and Hollywood and how it is. I had noted at first listen that there is a strong sense of darkness in this song, which of course would make sense for a song that clearly states it is about one night in Dream City. Well, perhaps darkness is not the right word. It is more of a harsh realism, which contrasts with the typical idealism of those who journey to the city where dreams come true. This idealism is briefly hinted in the brilliant lyrics by the late Lal Mason and Steve Barnacle, with references to the bright lights, the big wheel of the Santa Monica Pier, and how Jane and Steve at the beginning of the song were, quote, going places. But then the reality sets in, now that Jane and Steve are, quote, just staying where they are, leaning on the corner called Ambition, to wait for whatever comes along. And of course, Ms. Fox's hauntingly melancholy vocals clearly express how harsh, how unkind that reality can be, further punctuated by the deep synths in the music and, as Ms. Fox had stated, the sound of the helicopters, which I recall from my visits in Los Angeles always seemed to be constantly flying overhead. Another sound effect during the instrumental sequence is that of a plane landing in LAX, which hints at yet more dreamers making their arrival to Dream City, perhaps to find that their troubles have ended, or that they had just begun. In anticipation to my talking about this song, I had taken the opportunity to ask Ms. Fox about a few of her opportunities in the dream city of Hollywood during the late 1980s and early 1990s, one of which was a guest star role in one episode of the fifth and final season of an American situation comedy entitled Charles in Charge. The show featured Scott Baio from Happy Days and Joni Loves Chachi fame, as the title character of Charles, a young man who worked as a live-in caretaker of three children of the Powell family in Seattle, Washington. Charles in Charge was my first acting role in America, and I went to Hollywood, and I went to Universal Studios, and um, it was with Scott Baio, who I watched in the Fonz as a young kid, and I was so excited because it was so gorgeous when I was a little girl, and I used to really fancy him, like him. In an episode entitled Paper Covers Rock, Ms. Fox portrayed essentially herself, a famous British rock star that was named Samantha Steele, whom Scott Baio's title character of Charles fancied. And through a series of circumstances that tend to only happen in sitcoms, the two connect, 
have a date, and find romantic attraction. And Samantha Steele offers Charles a job to be her new road manager, even though that would mean Charles having to leave the Powell family. Charles also expressed his intentions to marry the rock star, even though they only shared one date and one kiss. Again, that seemed to be the reality of situation comedies. But then, the woman in question was Samantha Fox. Yeah, I was very nervous. It was in front of a live audience. So we did two days rehearsal. So we had to learn the script, like, literally 100%. Because when we did it live in front of the audience, it had to be perfect. Of course, Charles and Samantha's date made the tabloid press. And later, the rock star's publicist had planted a false story that made it appear that Samantha was already married to someone else, in order to create a scandal to garner further media attention. While Samantha Steele did not intend for Charles to personally get caught up in the controversy, Charles realized that the rock star roadshow life was not for him. It wasn't my idea, and I feel terrible about it now. Well, well I guess you're going to fire your publicist then, huh? No. I can't do that. He's just doing a job and he's very good at it. Please try to understand, Charles. I may not agree with everything that goes on in this business, but my career has to come first. Hmm. Look, I can't go on the road with you. You and I are traveling in two different directions. I'm not going to beg you, Charles. I know. Your career comes first. Oh, well. Goodbye, Charles. Bye. I enjoyed that experience very much because, well, I've acted before, but to be a live actress was very nerve-wracking, and I did it, and uh, the Americans loved it. The other Hollywood opportunity, of which I was first made aware three years ago while recording episode 60 of the Film & Water podcast with esteemed host and my compatriot Rob Kelly, was an audition for the role of Breathless Mahoney in the 1990 Warren Beatty film, Dick Tracy. Well, that was very interesting because I was presenting MTV in 1989 as a VJ, as a video disc jockey, and I had a job on there for a while, and um, the famous actor Warren Beatty saw me on there, and he rang my record company and said, I really want Samantha to audition for Dick Tracy. And I arrived at the audition and there was Jerry Hall there. And they said, oh, Madonna's going to arrive in a minute. And I was very nervous because I thought, oh, I'm never going to get it. I'm never going to get it. And um, I did a great audition and I nearly, nearly got it. I got a call back. And um, what happened was Madonna came his girlfriend. So I guess that was the end of Dick Tracy. But a wonderful film, and well done, Madonna. It had been said, and said often, that in Hollywood, it is all about who you know. And I suppose sometimes it's also about how you know them. And that slightly segues to my slightly personal connection to this song, which of course was not realized until after I had first listened. My first dream city, however, was not Los Angeles, but Hong Kong. As a longtime comic book reader and self-taught line illustrator, it had been one of my early life dreams to become a comic book artist, and I had an opportunity to live that dream 
thanks to whom I had known. In early 1989, I was working in an entry-level international marketing position for a Singaporean insurance firm. And by marketing, I mean sales. However, a Hong Kong man I had befriended in that marketing department had another friend who worked at a modest manhua, or Hong Kong comic book, studio. And they were looking for a new background artist to replace the one who had left to start his own manhua studio. Less than two months later, I had relocated to my dream city, and living the dream meant spending most of my waking hours transforming the rough sketch lines left by the studio's lead artist in the otherwise blank spaces of comic book pages into elaborate architecture, or lavish forests, or battered asteroids, whatever the story called for. I was told that I did very good work, but it was hard work, and it was long work. The head artist did say at times that it was slow work, but my speed did start to improve, and I had the drive and enthusiasm to put in longer hours to make sure I stayed on production schedule, which was for a weekly publication. The job itself, of course, did not provide much pay, just enough to cover the basics. Fortunately, the studio provided me with quarters in the form of a small room with a bed and a portable stove, so I was able to set a little extra aside for emergencies. But it was all worth it, at least at the time. Again, I had dreamed of drawing comic books since I was ten years old, reading four-color stories of superheroes vanquishing villainous schemes month after month. And fifteen years later, I was part of a team that was drawing Hong Kong action comics, with superheroic martial artists stopping equally nefarious plots. And I enjoyed the work, and my workmates. But a short time later, I discovered just how unkind this dream city would be. Interestingly enough, it was in the form of a warm gun. I was shot in the back by a convenience store robber, essentially being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the trauma from that near-death experience, and the long physical and mental recovery that followed, essentially put an end to my comic book dream. Over a decade later, I found myself in California, making a few connections in the Los Angeles entertainment industry, in particular, the animation industry. I had contemplated leveraging my experience in Hong Kong to possibly become a background or layout artist in an animation studio. But alas, my skill set as well as the required computer experience, was not up to par. Nor did I have the time or resources, and I suppose the drive, to build all of those up. So to me, Los Angeles will always remain just a fleeting dream city. Thank you for listening, and my thanks also to Darren Sutherland and Coffee and Comics for the kind responses regarding my fifth episode of Zoom for Sam. I also wish to thank everyone who had helped promote that episode on social media. As always, please feel free to leave a comment on the show notes page at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And until next time, stay foxy, my friends. The Zoom for Sam podcast is hosted by Zoom Yukonori. 
Sound editing by Isamu Hideaki Yukinori and Adrian Zett. The views expressed on this podcast program belong solely to the host, who is not affiliated in any way with any music record label or entertainment company. All copyright and trademarks of music, audio clips, and quoted text are held by their respective owners. These are used for illustrative and entertainment purposes only, and no copyright infringement is intended. Special thanks to Samantha Fox for the music and the encouragement. The Zoom for Sam podcast is a Professor Zoom Productions production. Production.